guys, it's Kai Monsini. Welcome to the Talk of Fame podcast. And joining us today on this episode is Phil Janowski. Phil is a national do- known dynamic speaker of 10 plus years that empowers others to overcome and avoid burnout by internationally creating a more flourishing life throughout le- leaning on their signature strength, strengths. He's also a high school school chemistry physics teacher since 2005, co-owner and co-speaker of M&P Presentations LLC, where he and his best friend travel across the nation and building self-confidence and positive mindsets in young adults and professionals through highly interactive, entertaining keynote experiences and highly motivated in the world of personal growth and positive digital creation through all social media outlets at home and even on netflix you can find him constantly positive message of kindness and gratitude and high risk and self-confidence we are super excited to have phil join us for this episode of talk of fame and to discuss how to invite burnout and how to spread a positive message and so much more and welcome to the podcast phil how are you doing today highly i'm super great thanks for the intro and thanks for the invite of being here I'm excited to talk and see where the conversation leads us. Absolutely. And I, I first of all, like all your mission is to really have a positive mindset, to power others to have a positive mindset and self-growth and self-confidence. Like, how do you kind of manage to have a, a positive mindset, first of all? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think one that I get a lot is like, how do you stay so positive? But I think uh, to be positive, it really takes a lot of intention. So when you say your intentions and you are thinking, all right, I am going to try to be as positive as I possibly can be. I think a lot of people assume that means to ignore the bad things in life or just disregard them. But that's completely far away from the truth. When we choose to have a positive mindset, what we do is we try to be present in the moment. We try to look at every situation and be realistic about it and then think, OK, what is in my control? to make the best possible outcome of any situation. And the more we are mindful of doing that, and the more we practice that, the more it becomes natural. Like Positivity is a lot like a muscle. You go to the gym and you start lifting. The more you work out, the stronger and stronger it gets. It's the same thing with the positive mindset. The more intentional you are about trying to focus on, okay, what is good? What can I do? The more natural it becomes. And all of a sudden, maybe a year, maybe a couple of years down the road, it's more of your natural reaction to everything as opposed to just reacting in a maybe in a negative way or a way that doesn't help the situation. But by being mindful of that and practicing it, that's a really good start and way to consistently be positive. Exactly. Like I love the example you use is that like when you when you plan on going to work out every day, like you're like, okay, well, I plan on going to work out maybe an hour or two every single day. And it's like, you should use that as a motivation, whether it's like, okay, well, I'm going to gym two times a day or something. You should be like, okay, well, I'm going to send two positive messages to people, whether it's like my family or friends or even social media, post something that's positive or post something in your brain that's like, okay, I know I'm not having the best time lately, but I'm amazing. I'm an amazing person. But it's like, that is really just a perfect example because like when we have that negative emotions, it's very hard to really kind of think about those positive emotions when it's always so negative in a moment. Yes. And our brains are totally trained to be that way, right? We have what's called negativity bias. Our brain wants to focus on the negatives because that's potentially a threat or something that could harm us. Now, most of the things we think about today aren't really a threat in a way that would harm our life, but our 
200,000-year-old brain still thinks of those threats and is protecting us. So you're absolutely right. By doing the things like sending a positive message or something I like to do every morning when I sit up early and wake up from bed, I force myself to say three things I'm grateful for right away. And what that does is trick my brain into instead of thinking about, oh, I'm so tired, it's so early, still dark out, I don't feel like working out. Instead, I trick my brain into start thinking about the good things. And when mm-hmm. I do that, it blocks that already negative thought that my brain wants to go to. And I start priming my brain for positivity. So you're right. That takes intention. All those things, sending positive message, talking up to people, giving yourself some self-love. If you set mm-hmm. those intentions, it makes a big difference. So I love those examples. Definitely. And like, I have to ask you, what are three positive messages do you tell yourself every single day? That's a great question. I think when I wake up naturally, I think of I'm so grateful for my family. So I wake up and I think I'm grateful for my wife. She is my best friend and someone I can always lean on and someone who always supports me. I also am super grateful. I'm a father, Kylie. So my two beautiful children, I'm grateful for them. They bring me so many laughs and so much joy. And they think of the craziest questions and we go on the craziest little adventures. I'm so grateful for having them in my life. And then another one is I'm just grateful for a roof over my head. The fact that I woke up in a bed I was comfortable in. I think those are my top three that I typically go to. And it just, it almost makes, you know, it makes me smile physically thinking about that because I know not everybody has that. And I'm, I'm grateful and lucky to have that. But again, that little switch, that little twist in the morning primes us and gets those muscles you know, inflated a little bit so that we can start our day off on more of a positive note. Oh, I love those examples. You said like family and having a roof over our head is seriously like the best things you could always be grateful for. So like one, you have a family, not everyone can have a family. Two, like you can't, not a lot of people can have kids, like that's a different type of thing. And not a lot of people can have a roof over their head. So it's like when you have those things, like to in your life that are that you're grateful for like when you have a family and you have a roof over your head like those are the most important things you should be grateful for i love that and i and agree totally there's a lot of good things in our life we just have to go out and look for them oh for sure and like i want to ask you like with you being a teacher and keep being motivated and, and you're a big entertainment person like how can people kind of create and spread happiness through all of that yeah i love that i think that everybody has their own like brand their own recipe or their own style towards happiness so for me i like to say that if you think about the things you do throughout the day And you think about of those things you typically do in your day or your week, what are some of your favorite things that you do? Uh, Is it, I don't know, exercising? Is it writing in your journal? Is it cooking or baking a meal? Whatever it is, start thinking about those things that you do consistently and that you really enjoy and that energize you. Now, think about those. We like to call that in positive psychology, we call that like your signature strength. So for me, one of the things I love to do is I love to cook and bake. I think it's creative. I think it's fun. It soothes me, but it fills me up and I can give it to someone. So if we want to create more positivity or give more love or happiness out into the world, if you look at the things you enjoy that fill you up and you can find a way to share that with others, I think it's really a great way to spread that happiness. So for me, maybe it's baking a cake and then sharing it with my neighbors. For for you, Kylie, maybe you absolutely love to write fun lyrics to songs. And if what if you could do that for your friends and then give it to them? Hey, I wrote a little song for you. But by taking the things you're passionate about, your signature strength, 
and giving that to the world, I really think you not only can give more happiness into the world, but it fills you up as well. So it's a win-win. Give mm -hmm. to others, but also allow yourself to feel good for giving that as well. And it doesn't deplete you. It fills you up, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah, like that, you're exactly right. Because like when we also give to ourselves, but also to our neighbors, our friends, our family, also it just brings joy not only to our life or it, but also to the people around you's life. Mm -hmm. So whenever it's like people waving at you for people they may not know or people you may know giving you a little wave or a hug or something small like maybe baking you a cake or maybe wishing you a happy birthday or something like those small like things people do can make someone so happy like it can be so small but then like whatever it's that you're baking a cake this just makes you think like okay hello like, I'm actually thinking about this person. I care about this person. Like, this person deserves to feel loved. And I feel like when COVID-19 came in mid-2020, like, that kind of, we missed all that social interaction and actually giving to people, whether they're out in public, we can only do that on Zoom. So I'm super grateful to actually have that, you know, experience where we could actually give things to people and give, be kind, give people a little wave. Because even though it's very good to have conversations like we're having right now on Zoom, it's like it's much better to actually be out in public and actually have that big social interaction. Yes, I agree. And I was reading uh, one of Michelle Obama's books and she was talking about how she calls them micro connections. Like just you, Kylie, at the store and you run in and see someone next to you and you both grab for something on the shelf and you just smile at each other. It's those little tiny social interactions that we don't realize that really start to add up and actually fill us up, which is why sometimes I try to be more intentional now. But when I go shopping, I take my earbuds out and I'm just present shopping in the moment. And when I'm when I'm there, I'm actually interacting more with people mm -hmm. and it's filling me up more than I realize. Because when I just used to put my earbuds in and go shop and kind of be in my own world with my music, I think I was missing out a little bit on that social mm -hmm. interaction. So again, I, I love how you said that though. You're right. COVID-19 really showed us just how much we do love that social interaction. And in a way it was a gift. It was a reminder. Yes, we need to be together. We need to connect with each other and giving something in a way that builds happiness. It's a beautiful thing. It really is. And like, I know, with, especially with working and having so many things on your plate, like burnout can be kind of a, a big thing with having so many things on our plate. Like, how can, like, from your experience, how can we usually avoid burnout? Yes, I love that question. And something I'm super passionate about. We have to be, again, just like positivity and having a positive mindset. We have to be intentional so that we don't burn out. So that takes, in my opinion, I think people setting a schedule for their day and by setting that schedule mm -hmm. uh, and filling in with the things that fill them up. So for me, every day in my schedule, I'm going to have time with my family. I'm going to have time to work out. I'm going to have time to be creative. I'm going to have time to learn, time for music and time to have social interaction. And I build those in every single day. And by building in the things that fill you up and energize you, even when you do the things that might deplete you, because Kylie, every day we have to do things that still take our energy. But as mm -hmm. long as we're planning in and putting in the things that do fill us up, that do build us up, we're less likely to burn out because we consistently are building in the good stuff. If we do that and we keep tweaking our days and schedule, try to try to get rid of things that might not be filling us up and filling it in with things that do, we're going to find that we're going to have a lot more energy, feel a lot more fulfilled, feel like we're flourishing 
and in the end feel like we can give more happiness and are happier too yeah that, like i love that because like with like with working and living our daily lives like sometimes we don't have time to do something that we actually want to do because sometimes we just get wrapped up with our work that we don't have time so it's like when we write down like a little like kind of our schedule like okay well i need to do this today i need to do this today especially as 16 year old i literally work and do school in the mornings then maybe I do an interview like this or I, or I go to work because I, I used to work two jobs and I work one since the season ended or whatever. So it's like when I juggle doing all these things and then also spend time with my family, it can be very hard to kind of juggle those things and also sing happy and also try to build myself up for success. And not all that is easy as a six-year-old having so many things going on. But then like when you have that schedule, be like, okay, well, I want to make like I, what do I need to actually get done today? I don't want to make get everything done one day. If you get everything done one day, you're just gonna get overwhelmed and get like just get very stressed. And that's what happens in my life. Sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to get this today. I can't do whatever I like. Why I want to do whatever it's like going out with friends or going to like football games or whatever I want to do like it's very difficult so it's like what do I actually need to get done like what do I like what can I say for another day when I have nothing going on or when I'm bored yeah so it's and really it's recognizing those things self-reflection too like you said you know just thinking about that and being prepared ahead of time can really make a big difference and and I agree with you this isn't just a message that I try to promote to only adults, but you're right. Students, young adults, the more intentional we are about building in and planning a day that's going to fill us up, uh, the more in control we feel and then the more energy we can have too. So we we don't burn out or we don't crash and have to take a day off of work or school just to recover. We can continuously go because we have the energy to push forward. Mm, exactly. And like, how can we create kind of like a nourishing light through learning versus industry strengths? Hmm. I think, I think the way to push through was the question, how do we push through stress? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it has to do with being self-aware. I really think that when we are aware of how we feel and from there, take the next proper step. So if I am feeling overwhelmed, I want to say to myself, all right, I am currently, I'm a little anxious and overwhelmed, but what can I do that's in my control to make this better? Should it be uh, write out a list and start tackling things on my list? Is it, oh, you know what? I think I'm going to need to pack up for today, push this all for tomorrow, get a good night's sleep, reset and start over. But when you're aware of how you feel and when you're aware of the stress you have, if you can get enough rest, if you can schedule things in a way that you feel more in control, it makes us, our brain, feel less stressed because we feel like we're in control of the situation. I love that. And like with everything, like with being so stressed and having my good nice mindset, like it's okay to not have a pet positive mindset every single day. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I don't know. I know like you're asking, is it okay to not have a positive mindset? But I think maybe it's, uh, I think it's natural some days yeah. to not have a positive mindset. I think the way we are wired, once again, our brain looks for the negatives and that's completely natural. So the days we are feeling negative, I think that's completely normal and okay. What we want to make sure that we do is be aware of how we're feeling. And with that practice, that mindfulness of trying to make the best positive outcome, the more we practice that, the more we'll naturally out of habit 
try to look for the silver lining, try to make the best possible outcome. But I have, I'm a very positive person and I have some super negative days where I could be feeling sorry for myself, could be disappointed in the world. And mm-hmm. I have every right, right, to feel those feelings, not ignore them. But once I feel them, then I try to flush them and move forward with, again, what can I do to make the best possible outcome, even if the best possible outcome isn't that great or desirable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's like I know with like when a lot of creators are making videos and posting pictures, like people might think like, oh my God, this person's literally living the best life possible. I wish I had their life, like how they so po- positive in every yeah. situation. And it's not always like that. Like you might you might want to show like the positive side and like the happy moments on social media. But at the same time, like, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like, like this week, I, like, I might seem like I'm having the best week ever. I'm so happy. Like, I'm just ha- the happiest person on earth. But this week, I'm like, I can't tell you how negative I was to myself this week. Like, okay. I literally got into my, got a concussion now over the last couple of days. Like, I literally was like, I'm like, I trust me. I'm like, I'm miserable at the scenes. Like, you don't know. Like, so it's like when you like see those happy moments, you're like you don't know what's going on behind those moments. Like you, who knows? Like this person might um be really depressed. He could have lost a loved one, or he might be having a hard time at school or work. Like you just don't know. So it's like, like with social media, it can be a big portrayal to really what people's lives are on social media. But outside of it, they might be having a rough time. Yeah, I think that social media naturally lends itself to being a highlight reel for us. We show some of our best moments and things that we feel could inspire people. I know certainly my message is always consistently positive. And I think it's easy for people to forget that I'm just not filming or discussing things that I'm super feeling negative about or struggling with in that mm-hmm. aspect, because that's just not what I'm trying to push out through my personal account. And I agree with you, the human brain knows that we personally, like I know I have bad days, but sometimes when we're looking online, our brain forgets that the people we see also are human and have bad days. Absolutely. So it is, if you ever feel like, oh, that person is just so happy and so successful and they all have everything going right, you got to really do pause yourself and say, you know what though? That is just a normal person who eats, sleeps, showers, just like me, has good Mm -hmm. and bad days, has insecurities, things that they're proud of about themselves, but things they wish they could work on. They're just like us. They just happen to be in a slightly different chapter in their life, or maybe they get more exposure or whatever, but they're just human. We all are. We're all just regular old people with beaten hearts and blood running through us, you know? Right. And like, let's just say like every journey is different though. Like not every journey is different. Like of course, every journey might have some similarities and stuff, but it's like every journey is different. Like not, some people might get exposure and get media press and all these things but some people might not get as much press as this person might you know yeah. like it's like even if you get that much exposure like it doesn't make this person different from me personally everyone's so human even though they might be have millions of followers or might be so famous that they can't go out without the paparazzi following them or people following them or stalking them you know like Right. Everyone's so human. It's just like this more people know their name. They're just regular human beings like us. Yeah, it is natural. Our brains play tricks on us. But if we can catch ourselves and remind them they're just a normal person 
uh, I think it makes us feel better too. And like you said, we all have a different path, a different journey, and we're all in a different chapter of a completely different book we're writing for our life. So we got to give ourselves a break and just try to be the best version of ourselves. And people who seem to be doing a little bit better are ahead of us, we should cheer on. And the people who seem to be struggling and a little bit behind us, we should reach back and help them forward as well, you know? Yeah, you're definitely right. And you are the co-owner and co-speaker of M&P Presentations LLC, where you and your best friend travel across the nation, building self-confidence and positive mindsets in young adults and professionals for highly interactive and entertaining keynote experiences. Like, how did you guys kind of come up with the idea to start this project? To make yeah, we we actually, we accidentally became motivational speakers over 10 years ago. We were just helping with a leadership conference and they needed people to talk for an hour and they just needed someone to talk. And myself and my coworker, Matt of MNP presentations, we were both just educators working the conference and we both raised our hand to help and they put us together and we started talking and became friends and realized that we thought we had a good message, an important message and started sharing it with others. And that's that when we work on our self-confidence, when we work on taking healthy risks, getting more experiences in life and growing, we become more aware of who we are. And when we feel more comfortable with who we are, we're more willing to ignore some of the awkward in our life and focus on the good. And from there, create new opportunities, create more gratitude and happiness. So we've been doing that for 10 years, talking across the nation. We love talking to young adults, high schools, adults, just about anything to do with building their their confidence. And it's been a great ride and something I absolutely love doing. That's seriously awesome. And like, like you have a membership called Passive Growth Lounge. Like tell us more about that in the membership. Yeah. So I, I'm an educator. I've been a teacher for 19 years now as of this uh, taping. And I see a lot of teachers that are trying really hard. They absolutely love their jobs and their students. But like you brought up earlier, Kylie, there's adults that burn out. So what I did is create something called the Positive Growth Lounge, where I invite anyone in the education space, anyone that helps students in any way, I invite them to come and be a part of my virtual membership where we meet twice a month uh, virtually. And we just talk and, and grow and learn from other people who are positive help students and young adults out and are looking to not only help students more, but also take better care of ourselves so that we can help the world even more. So I love it. We get to meet twice a month and just we, our family grows and we get, the more you surround yourself with positive people, Kylie, the more great things happen and the more great influence you have. So positive growth lounge is something that I'm really proud of creating. Mm -hmm. You definitely should be proud of it. This is such a great platform, especially with people trying to make a positive impact with teachers across the nation. Like it's seriously awesome. Well, thank you very much. Fully received. And like, where are some of the ways we can kind of grow our self-confidence or positive mindset? Yeah, I think the best way to grow your self-confidence is to get out there and experience. So uh, high schoolers have a great opportunity. Often a lot of high schools, offer opportunities to do community service, I would say get involved, whether it's joining a sport, joining a club, trying a new instrument, going out and doing community service, get involved with the community by meeting new people and just trying new things. Even if it's things that you don't ever think you'll end up doing for a career, but just the more opportunities and people you meet and the experiences you have, the more you grow in your self-confidence because the more you just learn from others and the more experience we have, the more we can look back and learn from. So mm -hmm. anyone that feels like, oh, I just wish I was 
a little bit more outgoing, or I wish I had just a little more confidence to speak up for myself. I really think getting out of your comfort zone slightly and taking healthy risks by trying new things will dramatically impact your life in a great way. And it's also fun. It's also that rush of trying something new, being nervous, and then remembering that you can do hard things too. And the more you do that, the easier it gets step mm -hmm. by step. For sure. Like, like, with like so many things, like you might, like, you don't know to do things until you try. Like when I'll go, like I said this a million times on a podcast, I'm going to say it again. Because why, like, why not to say it again for people, that, whoever they're new listeners or repeating right. listeners, like, um, I was very, um, shy as a kid. I was not, I had no confidence in myself. I would never go out public events without being hooked to my parents or my siblings. Like I was the shyest kid you ever me And like, I would never do public speaking or anything related to that. And even, like, when I saw his podcast, I was um, really so nervous. I was like, what if people don't like it? Like, what if people don't find it interesting? Or what if people don't want to come on? But it's like, why not just realize, like, why don't you just get yourself out there? Like, you don't know until you try. If I don't like this project I'm doing, then at least I know for the future. If I don't like it, I don't like it. If I do, keep doing it, you know? Because if you don't, like, as long as you're trying it, you will at least grow your confidence and see, who knows, this might be your future career in five years. So it's always worth a try if you can try something new. And Kylie, you're learning interviewing skills. You're learning about more public speaking with practicing like this. You're learning about asking good questions. And honestly, the reason I was happy to jump on is, the way you invited me onto your podcast in that, I, I felt like you were super genuine. You were sincere. You had an important message you believed in. And you know what? When you when you genuinely and authentically put yourself out there, the right people are attracted to that message and come. And there's going to be people who might not want this message, and that's okay. There's a message out there for them, right? We're, we're not everybody's cup of tea. We're not everybody's perfect match. That's completely fine. There's billions of people. There's there's plenty of people out there for everybody mm -hmm. and for, for anyone who's attracted to your message and to your purpose. I think they're going to find a lot of value in it. So kudos mm -hmm. to you for putting yourself out there and having this podcast. I love it. Thank you so much. Same here as well, because everything you're doing is amazing. And before we jump off, like I want to ask you about like uh, Nailed It, which you're <laughs> part of in like you made an alien cake. Like I want to ask, like was it very hard for you to make it? Like alien cakes? I know like you like enjoy baking. So I was kind of curious on that. Yeah. So making the cake was a lot of fun. It was like an eight hour professional cake. And I think they gave me about two hours to make it. So I knew I was going to botch it up and make a mess. I'm pretty confident making cakes, but they made me make this like lime coolie slime that I've never made before. So I had to just read the recipe and try to make it to the best of my ability. But being on that Netflix show just for one time and being there with all the cameras and a full day of fun, I I really enjoyed it. It was, you know, just one of those once in a lifetime opportunities that I'm grateful that I got to experience. And mm -hmm. even though I didn't win and my cake looked a little funky, I was really proud. I had so many laughs, such a good time. And in the end, I felt like I was a winner anyways, even though I didn't win the grand prize, just because I got to experience something that so many people haven't gotten to. So pretty, pretty mm -hmm. awesome. That's the most important thing is that like, even to be on a Netflix show, even though like you probably would have never won, like at least like you at least tried and tried something new, because who knows, like no one, like some people around you might have not gotten the opportunity. So it's right. something to at least try, even though you probably, you, you didn't win. It's always 
like a good memory you can tell your kids about one day and your friends and get other opportunities from that as well. Yeah, I also think it let my children, my young children, see a good message that mm-hmm. hey, I tried my absolute hardest. I absolutely mm-hmm. tried to win and it wasn't good enough. And and that's okay. I put everything mm-hmm. into it. And even though I lost, I still enjoyed the experience so yeah. much. And I think that's an important message for people to realize that sometimes the winning end goal isn't the victory. It's just getting there and going through the process and experiencing it that is just as rewarding. So I, I mean, Kylie, would I have taken the grand prize if they gave it to me? Absolutely. But I am totally okay with the fact that I did it. And yeah, super grateful that I got the chance. What a cool story to be able to tell, like you said. Yeah, as long as you got the experience, even though you didn't win, it's okay. Like, honestly, if no one took it, I would be like, okay, that's mine. I'm taking it home. But, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, as long as you tried your hardest and you wanted to win, but you didn't, like, as long as you tried your hardest and play your all, that's the most important thing. At least you tried your best and it, it's okay not to win, you know? It's not like not everything, not everything you're going to do is going to be a winner, you know? Like, uh-huh. even though you want it to be, like, it's, not everything just kind of goes, you know, like what you hope, like it turns out to be. Right. And if you could have chosen a different cake to make, what would you have chosen? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know what? I'm a huge Christmas fan. So I would have loved something like instead of Halloween, maybe like make a penguin cake or uh, something fun with like a big Christmas tree. But uh, I love winter so much. So that would have been fun too. But hey, an alien cake was pretty awesome though too. I was really glad to be able to make that. Ooh, but you definitely should do like a little vlog on like making a little cake, like the stuff of making like maybe like a Christmas cake. That's actually, like you should definitely do that. Like make a little, like doing maybe like a little bang like reel on Instagram or something. And then like the- just try to make a Christmas type of cake. My little, my little Christmas cake spinoff I'll do on Insta. Oh, I like yeah. that. Thanks for the idea. No problem. And thank you so much, Phil, for calling on the podcast. You are seriously awesome. And I'm so grateful to be able to talk with you today. Like your mission and everything you're doing is seriously amazing. And it's it's, it's inspiring so many people, including me. And you now got me into a very positive mindset. So thank you so much for coming on. I hope everyone enjoyed this episode as much as I did. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your day. And thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it so much. Thanks, Kylie. I appreciate your good uh, message and your kindness as well. And I'm cheering you on always. I love what you're doing. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. Shame to you as well. I hope you have a great rest of your day, Phil. And if you ever need anything at all, feel free to reach out. I'd love to help out in any way. Thank you, Kylie. Of course. Talk to you soon. Bye.